0: Welcome to another episode of Coffee with Cal, where I chat with interesting people over a cup of coffee. Today, I sit down with Neil Shepard, a marketing director, husband, dad of three, and an avid cyclist. A couple of years ago, Neil recently completed an epic 300-kilometer cycle to raise money for a local Aberdeen charity, Fighting for a Sight. This was then continued in a 24-hour challenge. But the purpose of this conversation is not necessarily about the challenges themselves, but how this busy parent is able to balance everything that life throws at him. Neil, thank you so much for joining me as a guest on the next episode of Coffee with Cal. It's an absolute pleasure to have you on and I'm really looking forward to or sharing, I should say, your story about the epic cycle from Aberdeen to Sky you did a couple years ago and the 24-hour challenge that you did so Neil I think um, a really good place to start off with is just introduce yourself and um, yeah why are you on this podcast? <laughs> Do
1: you know what I've been asking myself the same thing to be honest with you looking at some of the hitters you've had on here before I'm wondering why you've got me on it but uh, yeah uh, so my name is Neil Shepherd. Uh, I'm a, a marketing director and uh, a part-time cyclist who likes to think he can go places but not very fast so it's uh it's good to be on mate
0: yeah no great and you've recently no maybe not recently but you've got an instagram page as well called biden's
1: Whoa. yeah bidons for breakfast Be
0: don's for breakfast let's go into that first <laughs> <laughs> why and <laughs> what is that
1: <laughs> yeah that's a good that's a good question I, I don't know where to start with that one to be honest um so basically well oh, if we go back to it was actually during covid i uh when we were it's mad to think that we were stuck in our house and only allowed out for an hour a day <laughs> know, wild times right <laughs> i know so uh yeah i mean it was just crawling on the walls and uh, eventually my you know my wife said to me, hey you just need to go out on your bike go out and do something you know so um I think i did something like six miles that was my my first cycle absolutely broken by the end of it and uh, and and i just found this this want to keep getting out keep getting out and so um the only real time i could do it was was kind of first thing in the morning sort of you know half past five six a.m um and just just absolutely loved being on the bike and so um i think given what i do with the marketing my day job you know it just kind of felt like oh maybe let's have a little you know, do a little instagram page or something like that so yeah uh, that's kind of how it started I'll, I'll be honest it hasn't been updated in, in quite some time but that's maybe because i haven't been on my bike for a little while but uh yeah it'll be it'll be back in action pretty soon because the weather's starting to turn so uh, yeah it's just where i put down some some cycling rambles and, and some some content
0: so i hadn't actually realized that so pre that epic cycle that you did um you hadn't you'd only done six miles Pre-COVID,
1: and uh, we- yeah. So, how to put it? So, I, I've always been a massive cycling fan. That mm-hmm. came from uh, even from my childhood with my yeah. dad. My dad always watched the Tour de France. You know, that's your kind of typical. It's about as much cycling as people watch in the UK. They watch the Tour de France. <laughs> for three weeks. Um, you know, so so always loved that. And um, I was always I was out on my bike as a kid, uh, but never never anything serious. I played other sports. I played uh, hockey. I played American football. And then, um, like a lot of amateur uh, sports people, um, you know, you end up with an injury. So, uh, yeah, I had a couple of uh, pretty bad knee injuries and ended up getting a road bike. This is kind of circa 2011, something Mm -hmm. like that. Got a road bike, um, just started, started riding. But again, it was, it was never anything too far, you know, barely left the city boundaries um, of Aberdeen, obviously. Mm -hmm. Um, and so, you know for a few years enjoyed about cycling in the summer it was very casual didn't really get too into it as such um and then when, like i say, when covid came uh going out on the bike just found this sudden like passion for cycling and uh yeah it went from kind of just the odd sort of ride and then in the mornings I used to do a loop actually it, I think people got bored of seeing it on Strava just the same the same outline it was like here comes the local legend in fact it was probably before the local legend thing in Strava you know but it was like the same route from from West Hill from where I stay now just like said Aberdeen uh, down to the beachfront you know flying along the beachfront at 6:30 in the morning with the sun coming up you know it really sets you up for the day it puts you in a good mood um and during the that time, you know, with COVID, especially, there was nothing on the road. You literally had the road to yourself. There wasn't even people really walking to work commuting. So you just had this sense of, you know, the city was yours, so to speak. So that kind of kind of progressed um into try to do a bit more. And then by the end of the year, uh, you know, I was maybe cycling, I don't know, 45, 50 kilometers was kind of like, Ooh, 50 kilometers, that's a big cycle, you know. So um, that's kind of where it got to. And then um, yeah 2021 20, just kind of felt do you know what let's let's put down something because I've always been someone that likes to challenge myself especially with my other sports you know like to do things I don't like to really just sit still so let's let's do something what what can we do and, and I was watching uh I was watching a cycling documentary actually and they were doing a, a coast to coast and i was trying to think well that could be pretty cool you know Scotland where we are is, is pretty wide you know that's not going to be a, sh- a short cycle so drew a line across Scotland and was like let's go coast to coast and then you quickly realize that Scotland's pretty lumpy. Um you also start to realize that um, you know, you can't do it. Well, you could do it on your own, I guess, but that's a that's a hell of a lot of work. You know, so you need to have a, a small team and and then you ask your buddies, you know, if they want to join in and uh they're up for it. So yeah, it, you know it's kinda now when I go out and ride, you know, it's maybe 35, 40k is the minimum. And it's just a, a nice way to get out and just spend, you know, an hour and a half on the bike just letting everything go and, and just just enjoying it, you know, as, you, as you've as you said, you know, I've got a day job, you know, my dad of three girls who are all, you know, pretty young, um, fitting it around my wife's schedule, you know, she's pretty active as well, so it's just a nice little escape to get out and just kind of free your mind for a little bit and not have to worry about much listen to podcasts podcast
0: too <laughs> <laughs> good plug <laughs>
1: um
0: yeah i think i think cycling is one of those ones where i i also find i mean this is obviously not a cycling podcast i know you're wearing yeah, a wee gcn uh, jumper there maybe we could I'm get like. a sponsorship down the line <laughs> um <laughs> but um no this is this is uh this is going to be an episode more and more about the why and how but seeing how we are on the topic of um cycling and how that can improve our mindsets as well and lifestyle I think just what you said there it, it allows you to it could be anything it could be cycling it could be walking running gym training it could be absolutely anything right but just having that kind of disconnect from like almost unplugging yourself from reality and putting yourself in the saddle so to speak for for you um allows you to just concentrate purely on one thing and that's spinning the legs you're not thinking about you know, marketing, you're not thinking about what the kids are having for dinner, you're not thinking about what we're having for dinner. It's just a case of, right, I've got this. Oh, my God, there's a hill. How am I going to get up that and then freewheel it down? And and I think that's the beauty of sport. And I think that's the beauty of doing something that you love, not because you have to, but because you get the opportunity to do it. And I think nowadays, especially kind of post-pandemic, where, you know, our lives are really, really connected in terms of digitally, you know, we can, you're up in Aberdeen right now and we're obviously doing this podcast. But, you know, where, where I work, where my office space is, the amount of people I see with their heads down on their phones and they're always kind of feeling dialed in, they feel like they're tethered to their laptops, their work and whatnot. Nowadays, we don't necessarily have the opportunity where we can just go, right, I'm disconnected from everything. So for you, obviously cycling is that release, is that kind of opportunity for you to kind of disappear into your own thoughts, which can be a really powerful place and can have obviously some form of kind of negativity associated with it but ultimately when you're exercising that negativity is suppressed and it allows those endorphins and dopamine etc to to come back up and make you feel better about yourself so when you do go home I'm presuming you can obviously back this up you're in a better place and you have better headspace to deal with potential chaos that is you know around being a dad right
1: yeah 100% yeah that I mean that was the biggest thing I mean know i've i've always been an advocate of kind of you know trying to trying to open your mind a little bit and and talk where you can and it's hard you know Mm. let's be honest guys especially we find it hard to talk about how we're feeling yeah um and i think during those first you know few even few days of lockdown you know it it was it was pretty scary you know to think we don't know how this is going to turn out but the minute we're literally stuck in this this tiny little place and uh yeah, I get like I say just just getting out for those for those for those few minutes. Um, you know, whether whether it was with the kids, like you say, for a walk or you know, going out on my bike or whatever, it just kind of you know set you up and, and it put you in a, a good place. And uh I for me anyway, like I say, with it with it with just the logistics of what we have as a family and stuff, even you know, when we come out of lockdown, it's a busy house, you know. So uh trying to find that time to get up and and actually do some exercise. And for me, that was first thing in the morning. I'm a hundred percent morning person um you know I, by by the time the day goes on i find it harder and harder if you if you stick something in your in your plan okay i'm gonna go out and the bike it you know half seven once the kids are in bed the pretty good chance you're gonna find a distraction or find a reason not to do it you know Absolutely. but if you if you set your alarm and you you know you commit to it and you get up and don't get me wrong, the amount of times I slept, walked downstairs, you know, kind of fumbled around the kitchen, trying to find something to eat. And, you know, and, and again, speaking to you, you know, again, it's not a plug, but just, you know, what am I going to eat before I go out and, and and finding some good shortcuts and just to speed up that process. And even the first, you know, couple of miles, you're just, you're cold, you know, you're thinking, what on earth am I doing? And then just that flip, by the time you come back, maybe even just, you know, 50, 45, 50 minutes later, you're absolutely buzzed. You know, your, your head is just, in a far better place you're excited everything's flowing you know and, and then you come in the door and, and you're kind of ready to go for it so it's it's about finding what works for for you that could be a lunchtime bit of activity whatever but um for me it was just getting up and, and having that structure and it just really helped at the time so mm-hmm. as you said it's, it kind of led to a, a few other crazy ideas and, and challenges which i'm sure we'll we'll probably speak about at some point
0: yeah we're, we're going to get on to those i think before before we do though you did mention a really nice point there about You set your alarm first thing in the morning. Now, I found personally um, that I had a really sweet spot of exercise about 10 o'clock in the morning. Um, And obviously the reality is for the majority of people doing the jobs that they do, they can't do that. Um, I was obviously relatively flexible pre pre-lockdown where I worked in a gym and I was able to kind of after I'd kind of worked with my morning clients, I was able to then kind of work on myself and either go for a run or lift weights or whatever it may be. Now it's a little bit different. You know, now being being a dad myself, I have almost understood what it's what I was trying to put across in my in my message, in my marketing, so to speak. Um that the reality of trying to fit it in is such a key component to the success that you're trying to build for yourself. And obviously the success for everybody is completely different. It's not necessarily about aesthetics, it's about just feeling good, right? So working first thing in the morning for me, there's so many times where I've set my alarm and had, you know, had all these good intentions, I've laid out my gym kit, I've laid out my cycling kit, I've laid out my running kit the night before, I've prepped a little breakfast and whatnot. Lauren 5 30, bam, bam, goes off. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> what I did. And you know, this is this is me telling people to go and do what I have, I guess, for lack of a better term, quote, you know, failed at. Um, so now I'm in a now I'm better at it. You know, now I can do it. Now I don't find it a hardship or an issue to go up and exercise and do that because you know, I've um, changed the way I've thought about it. I've changed the focus. I've changed my why, which is probably the most important thing as to why I am doing it at that time in the morning. But what was it for you? Was it purely a time constraint thing? or And how did you manage to, again, motivate? I don't really like using the word motivate because you have to take action to a certain degree for that motivation to kick in. But let's use motivate to, to get you out and to get you going. What, what was that? And how did it work for you?
1: I think, I think you're okay, if we use the word motivate I think it changes it changes over time mm. and uh to start with when I was just getting back out there and 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 doing some exercise and stuff it was just for the for the feeling for the for the, the love of getting out there and you know we live in such a great part of the world where mm. you know generally speaking the weather's you know the weather's pretty good it's nice and sunny early you know especially during the summer it's sunny at what like you know five o'clock in the morning you know so get up and use it but over time, it's changed. um, And that's kind of why I set some goals, set some challenges, because after that first little while, you know, why am I getting up this, this time of the morning? You know, why am I doing it? And it gets harder as you get into the winter and stuff. So I think it's about, you know, for me, it was about finding, you know, that motivation, you know, and the why and the challenge. And as I say, that, that changed over, over time, depending on what it was, whether it was setting a different goal, maybe raising some money for charity. But um, yeah, I think if you don't have a goal, if you don't have something to aim for, you know, what's, you know, what's, what's the point really, Um, you know, you kind of, and it can be something really small, you know, it could even be, I'm going to do 7,000 steps, you know, every day this week, you know, for a week, start small, it doesn't have to be anything massive, you know, it's, uh, it's what works for you.
0: You're doing a job for me.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Because we spend too much time together.
0: (laughs) You basically do my job. (laughs) Um, it's, It's really, you know what, it's, it's really nice to hear, um, that coming from somebody else other than <laughs> coming out <up> my own and <laughs> um, I think that's fantastic. Like even like you know, having the why, there there has there has to be a point um, to it, and I think the point that you did or your the change as to your why was you set this really audacious challenge.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Quite maybe naively, but
1: yeah massively
0: you did it so let's let's go into that and let's talk about that and how did that come about and what what was the reason behind that yeah sure so tell people think, what it was firstly yeah
1: yeah no worries so um as i say during 2020 was just cycling for fun and then when it started to get into you know early winter so kind of october november the sun's not really you know a factor everyone has that kind of you know, here we go, it's the start of a long winter. And so I was, you know, I was cycling actually in the kitchen on a, on just a basic indoor trainer and just thought, this is, this is dire. I have no idea why I'm doing this, you know? Um, but at the same time, uh, my, my sister, she has, you know, had a pretty rough time of it over the last sort of 10, 12 years. Mm-hmm. Um, she's had a few, uh, you know, health conditions, um, which affects her, her eyesight along with other things. Um, you know, so she's been looked after really, really well by um, the staff at, at Aberdeen Royal Infirmary um, and specifically in the, the eye clinic. So um, long story short, the condition she has has basically means that, you know, she loses her her sight um, and you know, partially loses her, her sight, I should say. Um, and so she has to get treatments on a regular basis to maintain what she has um you know so she she had some operations she had some treatments but during during covid you know nobody wanted to go near a hospital right you know it was kind of you know we think back again it's mad it was only a couple of years ago but nobody wanted to go near a hospital she unfortunately uh, had to go in to have a procedure and you know she was she was pretty scared and uh you know see what she did you know she went in she faced it but also the help she got you know during such a difficult time as i was sitting on the bike i was thinking do you know what why why don't we do something you know why don't we raise some money you know I don't know and you always start off again you start off small you're like let's maybe raise a couple of hundred quid you know what what could we do and so just there and then I thought you know why don't we cycle coast to coast let's do something I started to think about how you know how the logistics of it and, and how it would work and uh I spoke to my, my dad first and said, you know, I'm thinking about doing this. And he was like, you know, he's, he's pretty fit, but he's, you know, he's, he's in his 60s. And he was like, oh, I, I don't actually think I could I could do it, but I'm happy to help, you know, if I can. Um, So that was kind of the start of it. I literally just, you know, looked at where we could go. And in fact, I, I laugh about it now, but the first thing I did was go in Aberdeen to Applecross, you know, on the on the West Coast until I saw the climb to get into apple cross <laughs> I thought, let's maybe scale it back a little bit you know i don't think i'm at that level yet so uh yeah basically went from you know from from the east coast to the west coast as far as you can on mainland scotland before you're into the, the isle of sky um and so yeah that that was the plan so so started doing a bit of training um and it meant that i got out on the bike really early in the season so when i think it was maybe about march mid-march you know so it's still only like you know Two, three degrees in the morning. It's pretty cold, but you know, you've got that, those light mornings, get out, got training. And it just, it just gave me something to to go for. But the really strange thing was I had no understanding of how to how to train. You know, I literally just did the the standard, I'm gonna go out every morning and I'm gonna cycle. You know, there was no and in a way it was brilliant you know because you're naive and you're just pedaling you're not worried about you know oh am i going to do intervals today is it a zone two is it a recovery right like none of that's a factor you're just doing the basic thing you're just turning the pedals you know mm-hmm. And my training was as simple as that you know eventually i started to build up and build up and build up to the point where i was cycling comfortably for maybe like you know four hours with a little coffee coffee stop in the middle that was it it was just incredibly simple you know you literally just needed your bike and your helmet and yourself and a bit of willpower you didn't need anything it was just as simple as that so um so yeah and then of course using my my day job which is in marketing I started thinking about this and speaking to a few people and they were like oh you know we'd maybe be happy to to put some money towards it and so eventually um came up with the idea of having uh, a custom kit made um you know selling some space on it raise a bit of awareness and again i think people really liked that because it was a, a local charity you know it was it was you could almost touch it you could go and see it you know for the best will in the world to some of these bigger charities you know they do amazing stuff but you raise money for them and it doesn't even you know hit the, the balance sheet you know it's they're, 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 they require so much you know to do the amazing work they do but Somewhere local, you know, you could you could actually go in and see the difference, or they could tell you exactly what they needed, whether it was to refurb the waiting room or to buy some new equipment, or you know, whatever it was. Um, that was that was pretty good too, um, and so it just it just progressed. It kind of became this for me anyway. It consumed me, you know. It just became this this really big exciting thing, and obviously, you know, you yourself, you know, you heard about it, wanted to get involved, and, and came on board, and so you know, it was great. And and I'll be honest, I looking back now. I think I was nuts to even think that I wanted to try and do it on my own, <laughs> you know, think about some of those climbs we went over, and uh, especially on that second day, you know, some of the things we spoke about just that, that was a huge, a huge benefit. And again, you know, doing, doing, doing something like this, do it with a friend, you know, having that accountability as well, just you, knew it wasn't just you anymore, you know, it's, you had some sponsors, you know, you had some people involved, um, and you just had that accountability that just helped you kind of get out and, and do something. And again, it was just that, that that little goal every day of every week of how much am I going to do? Um, so yeah, it was. It was looking back, you know, it was, it was it was pretty good fun. You know, I think we we both enjoyed it massively, and uh, I'd do it again in a heartbeat without all the, the sponsorship and all that. You know, just just going just going pedal. I'd I'd do it again. It was pretty good fun.
0: I think um, the well, yeah, I mean. Just to start off with, it was a fantastic uh, couple of days that we had, wasn't it? Cycling from yeah. the beach uh, boulevard in Aberdeen through to uh, to Sky, and even just co- even crossing the bridge in Sky just to get across into. The in that, e-
1: beating the e-bike, <laughs> man, that bike. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you know. What you need after three hundred k, some guy on an e-bike not. asking you to go faster.
0: <laughs> but of all, of all the hills, of all the elevation the climbing and whatnot that bloody bridge going over to the sky felt like mount everest
1: <laughs> it doesn't it, it, yeah, it doesn't look uh it looks pretty flat doesn't it and yeah. you're on it and you're thinking this is 18 percent. this is absolutely outrageous yeah but yeah very close
0: i think um i think i'll just you know to dissect a little bit of what you've said there i think you know you much much like everybody else you know you you go into these you know, it doesn't obviously have to be a coast to coast challenge. It can be, you know, something as simple as, like you said, previously going out for 7,000 steps a day, or it can be going for a 5k or couch to 5k, or, you know, even breaking it down where it's not exercise and just kind of maybe drinking a little bit more water and, and whatnot. These are, these are all kind of goals that people can have. And it's just the the premise to all of this is just starting small and, and going and doing what you can in manageable chunks to help you achieve something far greater. And it just so happens that, you know, over a uh, six, Month period, so to speak, um that enabled you to no it's slightly longer than that, wasn't it? It was March the previous year to the following year, wasn't it?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: So, um, say 18 months or so, yeah. but that's you know, in the world where we live in right now, with you know, the Amazon Prime effect, and you know, people are wanting things instantaneous. I mean, you there's no way, there's no way in hell that you could have or I could have just jumped on a bike and cycled from average to sky without doing some form of um structured training. And I think, you know, we forget that and we forget about the smaller steps that it takes for people to achieve the bigger picture. Whereas people automatically see that and go, I'd love to do something like that. Or I'd like to try or lose, love to lose weight and whatnot. They see the end goal, but they forget about the small micro steps that have to happen along the way. And um, much like the charity as well that you raise money for. <clears throat> um, it's the podcast. You can you can name drop the charity if you wish um but you know they we, we started off we were you started off with with nothing and then over the course of time you raised an incredible amount of money for this local charity up in aberdeen that ultimately the real why was to to help with the uh, help with your sister yeah Thanks so how much sight. how much did you Thanks.
1: actually raise in the end yeah so there's a, there, I guess there's a part two to the fundraising but um yeah. In the in the first year, uh, fighting for sight is the the charity. In the first year with the coast to coast, we raised uh, I think it was about seven thousand.
0: With an incredible um, amount of money.
1: Which is yeah, which is nuts, you know. Uh,
0: Considering you wanted to raise just a couple hundred, <laughs> a couple hundred
1: quid, yeah, um, you know. So to raise that, it was. Uh, yeah even now when you say it you're thinking that as a uh, you know if someone was to deposit that in my bank account right now you know that's a heck of a lot of money you know so, <laughs> way big one uh,
0: way to France, going over a <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, um,
1: so no so yeah raising raising that kind of money was was just way beyond what you know what we thought uh we would do and also you know as i say we had some great sponsors locally who uh, local companies i should say who sponsored us and who really bought into the why why we were doing it you know all, all chipped in and, and even my my work um you know they were happy to pick up the costs for things like the motor home that we rented for a little bit of support things like that you know so all came together um came together pretty good and of course it's, it's funny how how things everything kind of goes around full circle and um you know end of 21 i would we, we, what i didn't prepare for was the massive come down mm. like the day after completing the cycle we were driving home and I just felt this like my, my mind was still kind of okay maybe we're going to go again and then for a, for like a couple of weeks after I was just bored you know it had just consumed everything you know and to achieve it there was just this massive kind of come down didn't really ride my bike I actually got a, a brand new bike the day I came back from uh, from the coast to coast I didn't even want to ride it you know it was just uh, all these little things that you don't kind of think about that You know, once you achieve it well what's what's next you know and uh it was it was you know i talk about it like it was a like a massive thing it was just it was a massive thing for me but the context it was you know it was, it was quite small and so as the the rest of the year progressed we're into november it's getting dark again right what we're going to do next year you know it was kind of that um what 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 have we got next and so um yeah you joked earlier wearing a, a gcn shirt you know that was another thing that you know during lockdown started getting into cycling started watching you know different content and stuff watched a, a couple of guys do a 24-hour cycle um and thought ah, that looks like fun you know? <laughs> um maybe we should maybe we should try doing something like that so yeah. um you know off off we went again and, and the same thing happened it was like well let's 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 do it again so so that was what the goal was for last year was to do uh a 24-hour cycle um, again, I really enjoyed the planning aspect, the kind of trying to figure out how we do it, whether we go uh, point to point, you know, whether we try and cycle some massive distance or whether we keep it local and we just kind of, you know, we do laps. And actually, again, I'm a, being on the bike, I listen to an unbelievable amount of, of podcasts on a variety of things. And I was actually listening to a podcast and there was a a pro rider who did an eight hour cycle. And I probably at that point should have realized what cycling 24 hours was all about when a pro was doing eight non non-stop and was talking about it, like it was quite a big deal. Um, And what he did was he broke it down into four two hour loops. And so it meant that people could join him on the cycle Mm. and, you know, it just kind of kept him, kept him going. So that was kind of how, I decided I would do it, I would do some some two-hour loops just, just in and around uh, Aberdeen and West Hill and ask people to actually get involved this time. So yes, we were asking for sponsorship, but I knew it would be a big ask to raise another, you know, ton of ton of money. Um, so actually asking if people want to just invest some time and, and come in and enjoy it. So, you know, we, we kind of came up with a, with a rota, you know, you were included in it and a few of my friends, you know, my wife was wanting to get involved. Um, but even even then, you know, we set out to raise a couple of thousand, and we ended up raising, you know, another what was that three and a half, four almost four grand, you know. So I think in the end, the charity ended up with about ten and a half thousand over the two over the two challenges. And uh, yeah, the, the cycling the twenty four hours was. I went into it thinking, well, you know, the coast to coast was was fairly straightforward, you know, and I knew it was going to be hard, but it's a different kind of hard. And eventually um i think for for those that, that don't know i only lasted 18 hours um i think it was about 250 kilometers which was a lot less than what i had set out to do mm-hmm. in my head i was thinking oh, we could smash 400 kilometers you know when you start doing the maths but what you don't think about is all the time that you stop you know for uh, refilling bottles for you know refueling and when you lay it out on paper you're like okay so this is 12 two-hour shifts Um, you know you're going to have maybe 10 minutes between each one like I say just to refill bottles you know grab some food Um, and it all seems quite simple but then you you don't factor in you know that people don't cycle the same speed as you you know some are faster some are slower Um, you don't factor in what the weather's doing the biggest thing that, that kind of that ended it for me was the fact that I couldn't I couldn't eat or drink after about 15 hours my body just I'm not an athlete, you know, I'm like a hundred kilo guy, you know, who sits at a desk all day. Um, and so, you know, eventually after that, you know, my body just wouldn't let me eat anything, wouldn't let me drink anything. Um, and it hurt. Uh, and then after, after that, I got another three hours. And for those that are the cycling, you know, normally, again, not a fast cyclist, maybe average about 26, 28 kilometers an hour. By By that, by that last part of the ride, I was averaging something like, you know, I think it was like 17 kilometers an hour. You know, you could almost walk that speed mm. because you're just drained. Um, so we so we lasted 18 hours, and then eventually decided that was that was enough because it was about to maybe get a little bit sketchy. And so um, so there was a, an element of achievement because we would raised money, but there was also an element of disappointment that I didn't do the 24 hours. And, and it was funny because at the time everyone's like, "So you're going to give it another go?" And I was like, "Absolutely no way. I don't I don't want to do anything like that again." Well, Callum, here we are, you know, we're, 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 six, we're six, seven months on and I'm thinking, what can I do this year? You know, it's just, uh, and again, the, the thing is, it's not about raising money at all. It's just what I want to do to make me happy. You know, Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can, I can plan for. So the truth is, I don't actually think there's going to be anything this year. Um, just, you know, we've got family holidays and stuff right in the middle of summer. So just going to try and enjoy some sportifs, you know, hopefully you and I can go for a ride um you know and, and and see some of the local countryside on our bikes and things like that visit visit some coffee shops let's maybe yeah, slow it down a little shops, bit, you know coffee with Pam. <laughs> um, exactly exactly so so yeah the, the biggest thing is it's you know it's just giving me a a different look a different aspect on life and that you know you can go out and you can do things even if you're you know working nine till five with a family and stuff just just give yourself Give yourself that half an hour to just do something that you want to do and uh and enjoy it while you do it that's the main thing
0: now that that would be a really nice place to end this podcast but i've got several questions i want to ask you <laughs> based on what you just said so <laughs> <laughs>
1: go for it go for it um,
0: so you got faced with uh you know let's let's talk about the the, the the aftermath of the coast to coast where you were yeah. quite open there you you felt like you kind of walked off a cliff you felt really low you felt like nothing you know you felt empty lack of fulfillment yeah. um how how did you manage that and how did you get out of it because I think a lot of the time you know people achieve results and Let's let's put it into a different context, you know, so people can maybe understand what what that feeling is like. So if you're say you have potentially weight loss, ten kilos to lose, five kilos to lose, a couple, of, anyway, whatever the kilo, whatever the mass is, and you achieve that result, that's that result achieved. What's next? Mm-hmm. So that that ten kilo was your coast to coast. Now. For people to get out of that is to understand that there's other things going on. Like, what it's not that initial loss of weight is not just like, okay, I've lost ten kilos. It's how has that improved their lifestyle? How has that improved their energy levels? How has that improved their confidence, or self esteem, do the close foot better? And it's almost like allowing them to, you know, celebrate that success, but enabling them and facilitating them to go on to something else. So I guess subconsciously there's something else for you was this 24 hour but it took you a period of time to to realize that and to figure this out so how did that feel for you and how well how did you come out of it
1: yeah it was uh yeah it was kind of was kind of strange because you uh you complete your challenge and you kind of feel like you're going to be you know pretty stoked about it and mm-hmm. it's just not what you expect what you expected at all and uh for me, it took me quite a while to come out of it, you know, I'm not going to lie, I think I was pretty miserable to live with. Um, you know, I go through these stages of just being pretty hard work to, to live with because, you know, you're just unmotivated or, you know, you're feeling a bit angry and, you know, you speak, you speak to people you know whether it's someone like yourself or a family member or whatever and eventually for me anyway eventually they just kick you in the ass and go just just go out and do it you know it's uh
0: we did have a few conversations about that yeah
1: (laughs) yeah you know and uh even most recently just through winter and things like that um you know i was i was pretty pretty busy at work pretty grumpy and uh you know again my wife was like but you haven't been going yeah i joined a gym so that i could go to spin classes or or whatever i don't really use the gym in fact i've never used the gym i've been a member of a gym for 12 months and never used the gym brilliant right um so uh so so yeah you know so uh you know i did spin and again it was just a different challenge you know i kind of was like Mm -hmm. spin classes you know that's just loud music and folk bouncing up and down on their bike but but it's not you know it's it's just something a little bit different so again it's for me, it was just finding something to to motivate me and get me going again. But also listening to the people that was around, just kind of saying, "Just go ahead and do something." You know, whether it's you're almost giving yourself a pep talk. You're back to where you were. It's that just just go and cycle your bike for ten k. Doesn't have to be a three hundred kilometer ride. You just go and do ten k. And don't even yeah. And I think the other thing as well, which is is probably pretty common, is we're always consumed. We're always surrounded by by data right? You know, so we're all wearing smart watches. We've got our phones, you know, even at our level, you know, which is like basic amateur level, you know, you're, you're Basically, recording you're stuff dumb, on mate. Strava, oh. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're recording stuff at, uh, you know, on Strava and you're looking at all this. And it's like, sometimes it's like, you know, what? I'm going to go out without my head unit and I'm not going to push start on my, my watch. I'm just going to go out and cycle. And I'm just going to enjoy it for what it is. Just take it straight back to basics and just kind of reconnect with why you did it in the first place.
0: There's so much to be said for that. And I think you're right. We're, we are surrounded by data. We're consuming data all the time. I mean, I think, you know, from a marketing perspective, how many, is it 34,000 impressions that you see of advertising a day or something like that?
1: Uh, it depends on what it is. It could be. It's a hell of a lot. Yeah, uh, it could be even more than that. It's, uh, yeah, it's, it's a lot, you know. It's, it's so you're,
0: lot. you're surrounded by all that, plus your own kind of data and whatnot that you're consuming, you know, on smartphones and et cetera. Um, especially if you're trying to you know get fit as well you're automatically clicking the start button or i've only run i've only i've only is the word (laughs) it's like well you've not only done it you've just gone and done it you know and i think it's it's like you said reconnecting with with a purpose and something higher than yourself and it's not necessarily it's the enjoyment factor right do you enjoy running or cycling to a heart rate zone do you enjoy in running cycling to 10k 5k 100k on your bike none of that matters what matters is that you're able to do it yeah so it's like going back and figuring out like okay this let's just let's just go ahead and crack on and just what you said i mean a couple months ago i did exactly the same i was going out for going out for runs and i just went for a run no smartwatch. I had my phone on me for safety reasons, you know, so yeah. my wife could find you know figure out where <laughs> I was uh, just in case. Well, anyway, you never know, just in case anything happens at home and whatnot. 100 yeah, percent But um yeah, none of it, none of it was tracked. Previous Callum, like before I had my kind of breakdown or whatnot, I was tracking everything. I was tracking metrics that people didn't even know existed. I was tracking trade <laughs> length, I was tracking L, like all the all the and outs that these kind of smartwatches and garments and stravas kind of kind of spit out at you yeah i was obsessed and ultimately that obsession led to lack of enjoyment and you're like why are you doing it like what's what's the what's the point so yeah breaking it down and reconnecting with your with a real reason as to why you're doing it is great yeah um your then your second 24-hour challenge um let's let's not take anything away from the fact i mean you said it as well and i kind of curled my toes a little bit when you said i only did 18 hours <laughs> it's, it's, it's said you spent 18 hours consecutive on a bike they'll slap you around the chops and go what the fuck are you doing that for you nothing <laughs> 18 hours is 18 hours mate. that's a hell of an achievement regardless of what you've initially set out to do yourself
1: yeah
0: but how did that feel Digging into what you class as the hurt locker from about f- hour fourteen to push through it to the point where your body was like, "Mate, I can't do this anymore."
1: Yeah. How did that it was?
0: Feel? How did you come out of that?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's it was only it was only you know a few months ago, but I can. There was a few points on it where um, where we started out. You know, you joined me for the first couple of hours. Um, the the day didn't get off to a great start because I actually lost uh, lost a family member that morning. Yeah. um so that that wasn't a great start but if anything it was like you know what let's just bloody go out and do it you know there's uh that's a new bit of motivation so um the first couple of hours was good fun um and then I actually had a, a you know a buddy to cycle with right through from I think it was from 12 midday when we started eight o'clock at night was the first time I didn't have anyone to cycle with
0: wow. um
1: and if you know, uh, if you know the geography of where we are, uh, it was the same route that we did, the very first route we did. Right, so yeah. we went out kind of towards Bucksburn, um, sorry, Blackburn, Kintour. And I was coming back uh towards West Hill, where I am now, and it was about 10 to 10 at night, and I'm just going, what the fuck am I doing? Like, what a waste of a Saturday night. You know, it's just like you and I, and again, you're looking down at your head unit going not even halfway you know and um, yeah. i'm feeling pretty goddamn miserable and then uh, it was like <laughs> it's kind of funny i was trying not to laugh about it but you know i could see it's really long straight bit of road and i could see another cyclist with a light flashing and i was like i bet they're not doing something as stupid as this you know and i'm kind of pedaling along the light isn't moving and i'm thinking oh they've stopped and then it dawned on me i was like i reckon that's my dad because he was supposed to be helping me out you know through the night um and sure enough and you know i was i was i was almost giving up then to be totally honest with you you know I'm coming up on 10 hours and was like this is just you know stupid so um at that point i was way behind on what i wanted to do personally as far as distance and things like that and i thought you know what it's just about trying to see out these these 24 hours it doesn't really matter what you what numbers you put up just just try and enjoy it and so at that point you know i actually had a shower Change my kit. Try to almost hit the reset button for the night shift. Um, and that was probably the funniest, the funniest bit of the cycle because you head out and that route we'd specifically decided to go into the city, just because obviously it's it's you know it's well lit. If you have any issues, you're not stranded in the countryside in the dark where it's potentially you know dangerous with cars, road users, etc. So cruising around Aberdeen on a Saturday night, you know, at uh, two o'clock in the morning with a flashing light on your helmet, wearing a high-vis vest, you know, that brings a lot of attention. <laughs> so, uh, and you, and it kind of put a smile on your face, you know, thinking I may be in, in a lot of pain here, but look at these guys, you know, they are going to be struggling in a few hours when that hangover kicks in. So, Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, I mean, it was, it was, it was tough. And uh, again, about three o'clock, we got back to the house, maybe about, about three o'clock I think it was Try to remember the times exactly and I had another really good good friend of mine um joining me for four till six or four till eight we'd kind of agreed he was you know he's to be honest he's a, he's an athlete he's an absolute athlete you know he goes out and does triathlons runs marathons uphills you know and he was the type of guy I wanted at that point you know but in my head I was also a bit like is he just going to be like what on earth is this guy doing you know because as I said earlier I was really slow by this point you know I was tired and, uh, and he just sat next to me and you could see actually in a way he was pretty cold, you know, because he, we were just weren't going that fast. But he was like, he could see, he could see the, the problems I was having, you know. Yeah. And, and even he was trying to remind me, he was like, you know, you know, you should really be drinking something. And even with with him really trying to help, you know, we managed to put another 50k on the board just with him helping. Um, And eventually it was like, Do you know, what I've had enough. And he was like, why don't we just have... Uh, you know we can just do really really small loops just around West Hill you know it's, it's literally on a good day it would take you maybe eight minutes to cycle this loop you know and yeah, like, yeah. just just do that and it was like at that point I felt like I'd, I'd done enough you know I'd achieved what I would have achieved kind of because I'm not an, an athlete I'm not a professional you know there was no benefit to be had in going that bit further and maybe injuring myself or having an accident or doing something you know and he actually helped me off my bike you know I could barely get off thing um and the weirdest thing again was uh i'd called it a day uh and you know i'd come inside he'd gone fell asleep in, on in my kit on the sofa you know and then eventually you know the house started to wake up and stuff and so we went for breakfast and just that two hours had passed and just the the kind of disappointment had set in mm. almost immediately this kind of feeling of well i've, I've failed you know mm. that was that was just you know you aim to do 24 i've let people down because you know there was people lined up for the rest of the morning and then again that took a little while to go over it but actually it wasn't as long as what it was with the coast to coast because you just like you know as you said you know, you've just given it a bloody good go and, and you still had six hours to go but if, if you go and ride six hours anyway you know that's a pretty long cycle you know so it seems really close but it's but it's not but again it's it's okay you know the main thing was you, you gave it a go and you know as I say it was just another kind of stepping stone and a bit of learning about me and for me the interest was in what my body would do yeah that was the interesting thing I wanted to really see what it would do so I've kind of seen roughly where the limits are but even then came away with a bunch of learnings about you know if I want to go further you know don't take as long between you know transitions maybe do a bit more of my own you know maybe looking at nutrition maybe getting a bit of advice on you know what else I could have eaten etc so but as I say I've I've still got some some unfinished business. I don't know if I'd like to do a 24 hours, but I think the next thing would maybe be something like a dawn till dusk. That's a good if you do it on the solstice, that's a good 18 hours, which is what I cycled. Okay, yeah. how far can we go in 18 hours? Can we beat what I did before? And it's it's just a bit of competition with yourself. And I think the other thing to to consider, and apologies, you're gonna be like, Neil, stop, stop doing my job, is stop comparing yourself to other people. That's the biggest thing because. You, as I said to you, the reason how I, I wanted to do the 24 hour was I watched a, a, two, two guys who are both pros, you know, one of them, Mark Beaumont, cycled around the planet, you know, the fastest known time, it's not as if he's, you know, he's got no experience at this, so a 24 hour cycle for him, you know, he made it look so easy, but, you know, that's not the reality, they just have this ability to suffer a bit better than everyone else, but, you know, I think doing only what you can do and figuring out, you know, where are those boundaries, how can I push them a bit further? That's the biggest thing and, and do what you think you can do and what you can achieve and, and not compare yourself to someone else because everybody's different. You know, they maybe don't have a family, you know, that they've got to give some time to, you know, maybe just on their own or, you know, as I say, they're just a better athlete than you are because of, you know, all, all types, sorts of things. So just do it because you enjoy it and and, and have fun. That's, that's the main thing.
0: Yeah. It's, um, it's the old lesson, isn't it? There's no such thing as failures, just lessons.
1: Yeah hundred percent hundred
0: percent excuse me it's turning those lessons into kind of a positive outlook and looking back and going actually well wow my body did do this and I was able to do this and what what is the lesson I can take away from it and you know the lessons you were quite open there you know you can maybe look at your nutrition a little bit better you could maybe look at kind of going a few kind of loan cycles just to kind of build up that endurance and that mental kind of and um, load that you need to have while cycling by yourself but you know cycling another six hours that you know on an average day for yourself that's probably kicking about 125 kilometers extra you know and if you're in that in that kind of real deep dark place to even comprehend doing another 120k another six hours during the middle of the night that's 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 hard going and there's a lot of uh, a lot of thoughts running through your head at that point I'm, i'm sure um but you may, you raise an interesting point there where, you know, it's very important not to compare yourself to anybody else. And, you know, in this, again, this day and age where we have the likes of social media, YouTube, podcasts, etc., cetera, it's very easy to do so. It's very easy to, oh, my God, like, they did this. They did that. Why can they do it? And I can't do it. And I've been there myself where I was comparing myself to elite athletes, just like you were with your 24 hour challenge, you were comparing yourself to a couple of people who have done very impressive things in their cycling career, and you, where they've had training up to that point, they've had various kind of other endurance events, and you have just seen the snippet of 24 hours and like, oh, I could do that. But you've yeah. openly said, you know, you're a regular, run in the mill, straight down the mill kind of guy, family, job, etc but yet you were trying to do something that these elite level athletes were able to do. And I've been there, I know what that feels like, and it's a horrible place to be because your instant comparison isn't to the average Joe, who we are, that the comparison is to these athletes who have the, you know, the nutritional, or the nutritionists, I should say, the strength and conditioning coach, the the sports scientists available to them. And you're like, you're trying to extract data from Strava and not having a clue what half of it means. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> you yeah 100
0: so it's a, it's a it's a fascinating place to be but regardless whether you are comparing yourself to any i say you i mean like us people listening to this in general um you know it's good to have those comparisons because it does allow you to see what is achievable but also to have the realistic approach to go well what's their background like what is their kind of upbringing what Scenarios, what's their life like? What's their lifestyle like? Do they have family, just like you said? um And nine times out of 10, like everybody's, the one thing I like to say to clients is when people say, Oh, oh they've done that or they're doing this, is very good. You know, <laughs> just be blunt to straight off the bat. <laughs> what, does that, what does that mean to you? And at the end of the day, as cliche as it sounds, you know, we are all individual novels, we're all individual books but we're trying to compare certain chapters with our own books to somebody else's book, yeah. right? My chapter 10 is different from your chapter 10, but we're two, di- two completely different novels. Yeah. So never none of it's going to make sense. But for some reason, we're we're trying to compare it. And again, another cliche um, saying is comparison is a joy. And I think we have both summed that up. You have said that, and I have said that in not so many words. But Neil, I think... Um, What an incredible journey, what an incredible experience, what an incredible uh, story and an incredible amount of money that was raised for this, you know, fantastic charity up in Aberdeen uh, called Fighting for Sight. And uh, dare I ask, before we uh, wrap up, what is next?
1: (laughs) Uh, There's two things. I'll tell you what, I'll be honest. There's there's two things on my mind that I quite fancy doing. I've already mentioned Does anybody know
0: this or is this breaking news?
1: Uh... You, I think you, you know it, you know it, it's, it's uh, my wife be knows it, I don't know, but um, Oh she's about to find out <laughs> Yeah if she doesn't she's about to find out, um, no so definitely uh, a dawn till dusk, it's probably going to be next year um, and, I, and I genuinely, I want to go pretty hard at it, try and see if we can hit 400k in 18 hours which is madness when you think I only managed 250 in, in 18 but I learned a lot from the last one the other thing I'd love to do, and I've thought about it for a while, and it makes me laugh thinking about it, because like I said, I'm a six foot, 300 kilo guy. I'd really love to try and do a triathlon because I'm a terrible runner. I'm pretty rubbish at swimming. My wife loves to tell me how good she is at swimming and how how terrible I am. And again, that's that new challenge because I'm rubbish at two things and I want to see what I can, what I can do. So it'd be awesome to do a little baby triathlon just to see, uh, you know, what I can do. And it also just kind of resets. I feel like I've done enough on the bike. Um for me as just a, a hobbyist, you know, what's let's, let's try something else. You know, you don't know how long you're on this earth for. So, you know, set yourself some challenges and enjoy it.
0: Powerful. That is well, a powerful finish. And I think uh dawn to dusk, um whether you want company on that or not,
1: <laughs> you know what yeah, you <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I'll just sit behind you. You just take the lead and I'll just draft <laughs> the whole time. <laughs>
0: Uh, And I try I triathlon as well. I think uh, you know a lot of people think that they have to be able to run well or swim well. Now a lot of the time is made up on the bike.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Swim? Can you swim? Yes, do it. You're fine. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But Neil, I won't take too much more of your time. Thank you so much for uh, coming on for sharing no worries, man. it's been good um i really want to plug this bite <laughs> breakfast because i think you know coming into this time of year i think this instagram page is going to be active i hope it is yeah Um. so yeah plug it tell people again what it is and we'll just wrap up from there
1: yeah be ons for breakfast if sorry i mis- see... mispronounced it my, my mind that's okay my that's okay mis- i'll let you off uh ons for breakfast if you want to see some hilarious cycling attempts some nice scenery you know that's that's it have a look at it it's uh it's not been updated in a little while but uh we'll get back onto it this year because it's starting to get to that time of year where the light mornings are coming in so yeah get on drop us a message or or whatever share it Whatever you want to do <laughs>
0: Mate, I will. Um, I will put that in the show notes below. But Neil, thank you so much for joining me on the episode of Coffee with Cal, and I look forward to catching up with you in due course.